Chapter 17, March 1981, age 26. When Robert was a kid, Ronnie Truccio was known as one of the toughest teenagers around. Unlike Robert, he was lanky, standing about six foot three by the time he was 16, wavy, sandy brown hair, and a crooked smile. He got the nickname One Arm after being hit by a car. When he was around 12 years old, he and some of the other kids were trying to beat the summer heat by playing in the torrents gushing from a renegade fire hydrant. The water pressure coming out of the hydrant was so high, it easily knocked the kids off their feet, which was a big part of the fun. As bad timing would have it, Ronnie ran through the gushing water and was knocked into the street just as a car was passing by. The driver couldn't avoid Ronnie. The car ran over him, crushing his right shoulder and permanently disabling him. Robert was at Mom's Bar, a neighborhood bar where he regularly hung out, when Ronnie came in and sat next to him at the bar without saying a word. Ronnie, you look like you've seen a ghost, Robert said, as he finished a double of scotch. Yeah, I might have messed up. What's going on? I got in Vinnie Asaro's face. Vincent Asaro was a made man from the Bonanno crime family. Why did you go and do something like that? He was upset with me because I smacked around a girl. Robert smirked. Why would he care about something like that? Because me and Michael, his son, we hooked up with these twins. The one I was going out with got smart with me, so I smacked her. She went crying to her sister, and she went to Michael. He told his old man, and he came to me. And, well, I didn't like the way he was talking to me. Ronnie, Vinny can talk to you however he wants. He straightened out. Robert rubbed his forehead. So what? You think he's coming after you? I don't know, man. Maybe. It wasn't the first time Ronnie felt the need to look over his shoulder. Another incident occurred when he and a buddy helped Jimmy Burke in a particular crime. Jimmy had a reputation as a notorious psychopathic killer who was responsible for the deaths of almost all those involved in the Lufthansa heist, including Robert's high school buddy, Louis Cafora, and his wife. It wasn't long after he helped Jimmy before paranoia got the best of Ronnie. He had heard of the rumors of how Jimmy methodically knocked off people around him that could tie him to a crime, and he and his buddy were afraid that Jimmy would do the same to them. Since he and Robert were good friends, he shared his concern with him. Robert told him to go to Nicky with it, which Ronnie did. Nicky assured Ronnie that he would take care of it. Now a similar predicament was presenting itself, and once again Ronnie was turning to his old friend. Look, don't worry about Vinny, Robert said. We'll get some of the guys, have them come here. Anyone tries to get to you, they got to get through us first. After Robert made a few calls from the phone behind the bar, he and Ronnie went to Jojo Carrazzo's social club next door. Within 20 minutes, five men, all carrying loaded weapons, formed an impenetrable human barrier around Ronnie inside the club. Many of the kids in the neighborhood were recruits of Robert's crew, much the same way he was a recruit of Blaze Carrazzo when he was young. And like the younger version of Robert, they roamed the neighborhood until late into the night, trying to outdo one another in acts of bravery or stupidity. When Robert first came to the bar, he saw some of the kids outside, just as the sun was fading in the west. He talked with them for a minute or two before going inside. Now, as he was caught up in Ronnie's drama, one of the kids busted into the club and headed straight for them. He was sweaty and panting. He stopped in front of Robert. What's going on? Robert said. These three guys outside stirring up trouble, the kid said. 
doing his best to make his message clear. Bobby, he got stabbed. The Bobby he was referring to was one of the kids in the neighborhood. All of the men jumped up and headed out to the street. A group of kids were gathered on the sidewalk surrounding Bobby, who was holding his left leg. Bobby pointed to three silhouettes across the street. They stabbed me, he yelled to Robert. Even in the darkness, Robert could see the glistening of blood on his pants. He stood and took a couple of steps in the direction of the boys. Hey, you three, come here. They didn't move. Robert waved for them to come. I said, come here. This time they started to move, but it was away from Robert's direction. Hey, stop. The three started running. Bobby was rushed to the hospital. The knife used against him severed a major artery, causing massive hemorrhaging. He died in the ER. As for the three assailants, when they failed to stop on Robert's command, a barrage of gunfire rang out. When the noise settled, two of the young men laid in the street, their bodies riddled with bullet holes. The third one escaped.